Welcome, everybody, to Rock of Carebrin, our first episode officially. And uh, we'll start off by introducing our player for this evening. And welcome, Austin. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Austin. And you play? I play uh, Shin Jin Kuei, and I'm a druid. A just druid. Yeah. So this particular uh, uh, episode begins with uh, Shin. Uh, He is busy... uh, how should I put this? Effectively, he is running away from something. And in the process of running away, he has hidden himself up and is meditating on some decisions he's have he needs to make. And in the process of this, he ends up getting a vision, which I'm going to read. Um, so this is going to be a bit long, but just just so you know what's going on. So here we go. Your first sense is a smell. It is a wet, damp odor of vegetation, long settled. And then you feel the touch of humidity on your body. Sweat starts to drip from you as you feel the rain fall from the sky in this dark and forbidding valley. You hear sound, chanting. You look down and you see a group of wizards dressed in clothing which appears to be very unfamiliar. They are putting all their energy into a spell, one that seems to create a cone of darkness, very different from the night itself. Animals which would normally teem in the area, from predators to the smallest insects, appear to flee in your mind. You sense their various versions of dread. Then you hear it. A sound not heard in many millennia. A roar of such intense noise, it makes you jump almost involuntarily. You feel rather than see the great winged beast. This dragon was not just any drake, but an ancient obsidian-colored dragon with fierce purple eyes. If it could, its rage alone would have destroyed these wizards who used their magics which were being directed towards the dragon to wilt its life essence. The dragon starts to slowly drain away in front of you. It crashes with a mighty, ripping, screeching, horrible noise that breaks through the silence. They chant in unison, their dark words blasting more and more into the eye of the dragon, aging everything else to the point where only the calcified eye remained in the skeleton of the great drake. The eye pulsed once and then dulled briefly down to a slight purple-blue and red glow. The head wizard looks at it in pride, walking up to reach out for the cannonball-sized rock, only for the last malevolent thought of the drake to burst from the eye, lashing out at this collection of foul wizards, burning them completely, leaving only dust. You sensed that the rock's last conscious thought was pleasure at reaping a reward for this last indignity. From your distance above the valley floor, the rock sat on a podium, completely alone. It felt like time sped forward, 
What seemed like weeks went by until a young teenager dressed in a robe of pure blue moved to the edge of the jungle towards the blasted center. This girl brushed her copper-colored hair out of her face, swiftly tying it up into a ponytail and stared at the rock. You feel in her that the rock has found a kindred spirit, another being made of magic. The copper-colored-haired girl seemed unsurprised to see the rock. She bowed and said, Greetings, O great Cabrin. In this place, I give you your name and acknowledge your power. The rock seemed to watch this being as it bowed so politely. The girl, nonplussed by this stare, continued, I see you, and I have something in common. Wizards made a mess, and we are all what is left. You feel as if the rock acknowledged this in its thoughts. It could not speak, but somehow you sense that it was able to connect and make it through and let its thoughts be known. It almost feels like you can see in the mind of the rock where the great evil roiled. What are you? it asked. I am Amber, for that is what I decided to call myself. Why are you here? How did you know I was here? Ah, now see, that's my secret. I know everything. Well, sort of. She dropped there, saying nothing more for a second. It was as if that was all she needed to explain it. And that was all. Amber tapped her nose and nodded. Her green eyes glowed with joy at her comment. She was still young and a bit full of herself at this point. The girl changed her demeanor after that. Her thoughts appeared to grow darker, and a frown crossed her face. In that face, you sense great peril. She muttered partially to herself. Thankfully, those fools had too much hubris to understand that they need to lock you away, but also control your will in order to access the power you possess. Otherwise, the Gearingal would be free already. You feel her unspoken thought. Instead of the hate of the dragon, which overtook them... Oh, let me try that again. You feel her unspoken thought that the hate of the dragon overtook them before it could, before they could actually use the power. She, on the other hand, was willing to watch and to wait for the rock to cool down before reaching out, before it would lose its sense of itself. The rock felt as though it was trying to decide whether this person was good or bad, specifically good or bad for it. It was not sure, but it did know that it should not trust this girl, who looked like she was too small to be a real threat, yet exuded more threat than any wizard the rock or dragon had known. The fact that she radiated chaos from, the head, from her head to her fingertips and every other part of her body did not make her more easily trusted. The rock finally spoke. I must achieve my goal. The designs of the Droog will come to pass eventually, regardless of what you do today. Amber appeared to grimace. She knew this as well as anyone. She pulled at her wool tunic once more and set herself firmly. Nevertheless, I am here to ensure this is not now. Not in this age, at least. 
As long as my daughters watch, they will be keepers of the world. So when the time comes, my people will be prepared, or at least not hopeless to your magic. The rock felt some satisfaction that it had in some way won a point. Not that it was sure what that point was. It was not able to stop this girl from what she was going to do, and it had no end to its existence in sight, so really, what could this girl and her daughters do? Humans were pathetically short-lived, after all. You win for now. I cannot stop you, but I will always seek my freedom, and one day that will come. All of the world will pay the price for your actions today, the rock said with a level of joy and malevolence. With the rock secured, she grabbed the mane of the horse and climbed up to a sitting precariously on its back, knowing she would need to, a place to hide this thing before she could continue her journey. With that, she smacked her horse and sped off. At that moment, as the horse whinnies and shifts, you find your viewpoint shifting as well, and you look about yourself in a cold, dark cave where you had sat yourself several hours earlier. Austin, can you describe your character in more detail? Um, so Shin is down uh, down on his knees in this cave and he's get, uh, as he like comes to he runs his uh his hands through his now John I gotta make sure I got this right it's silver silverish it is silver yes correct yes he runs his hands through his uh silver hair and it kind of parts and shimmers as he does and uh he kind of looks up and like the if he's got a fire going you would you would see like his hazel eyes um, kind of shimmer in the fire and he's got his olive skin is just drenched in sweat and he's like breathing hard. Um, he's, he's just wearing like uh, leather armor right now. It's, um, it's dark brown, but it uh, has like the embedding looks like uh, wrapped vines going through it. And uh, yeah. Okay. So with that, um, you come to, you look around, you don't see anything dangerous around you, um, but the cave is very quiet at the moment, and uh, you can see the light kind of coming through. It's obviously daytime uh, through the entrance of the cave, but the way the cave is kind of set, it's a little, you're a little inset, so you're not completely out in the open, but you are... You, you know kind of what's going on or that you like I said you can see that there's daylight outside so you can see some things and of course because of your natural abilities with even that tiny bit of light you can see like as if it's daytime in the in the, the cave okay um, yeah so like if, if it looks like it's daytime outside I'll kind of start to get my stuff up and uh make my way towards the entrance of the cave. Okay. Um, but I'll kind of like pause for a second and just kind of take my thoughts, take some deep breaths, uh, look down and make sure my, my sword buckle is strapped to my hip and make sure my blade's sliding out easy enough. Take a deep breath, look both ways, and just go out and start 
start making my way uh... around the world. Yeah, around the world. <laughs> around the world. All right. So as you exit this cave, um, okay. So you step out as you do. Um, you will see in front of you basically just this little sort of uh, grass and dirt opening as there are trees around you and it's very forested. You are currently in a mountainous area. You are on your way to a city called Veilgard. Uh, it's an ancient city that's been around for thousands of years um, and it is known as being a place where a lot of clerics live and a lot of knowledge resides. So it's one of the few places that is, hasn't been conquered in many, many millennia. And so it, its libraries actually still exist. And much of the, the literature and documentation of that era continues in that town in ways that wouldn't necessarily in a place that's already been con had conquest running through it at different times so because of that uh you are making your way towards that to try and find out what you can about some things that are worrying you um however on this occasion as you are standing there at the edge of the cave and about to make your way you can hear what sounds like something and i would like you to roll a perception check please Okay, 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 perception. All right, a 12. Okay, so with a 12, uh, you hear the snapping of twigs and what sounds like could be movement to your left and to your right. Uh, hmm, hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll put a hand on my uh, scimitar, but I'll like try to peek around. I guess the side of this cave. Okay. See if I can see anything outside of it. All right. So, uh, as you do, you will uh, hear something sounding like it's coming closer, and you sense that it's more than one thing. And uh, I'll give you one more go to sort of figure out what it is, if you'd like to use some skill to try and figure it out. Um, I will try to, like, listen a little bit closer and see if I can tell if it's walking on, like, two legs or four legs. Okay. So maybe like a nature, I don't know if that would be a nature check or a perception check, whichever. Uh, nature, perception, or I will even say, uh, well, yeah, nature or perception makes sense. All right, I'm going to go with perception. Right. <laughs> Is that because it's higher? Yeah. <laughs> well, 11. 11 doesn't do you much good. All right. So with that, um, you unfortunately are going to find out basically when everybody else does. Oh, I did that the wrong way around uh, and just made it everybody can't see anything. There we go. All right. You are surrounded by wolves. Oh, okay. That's and, not good. And they are closing in. Um, 
so I, I I'm gonna say at this point you're probably gonna have to roll for initiative. I'm gonna I'm gonna be be real with you. Okay. Because uh, they see you and they're not happy about you. A bit. And okay, so I think is this their cave. This is their cave. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. All right, give me one second, and I need to bring up the turn tracker. Which boy, it's been a while since I've had to do this. All uh, right, turn order. Boom. Okay. All right. So if you want to roll up your your um, thing, that should appear. And okay, so you, <laughs> you did, you did, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Oh, I was about to say. I mean, it's yep. level one, but they rolled a 19, so, you know. Shortest, uh, <laughs> Shortest game ever. Uh, so, there are four wolves in front of you. That's not good. So, um, there go, apparently. They growl, and they start Basically, you can tell that they're trying to keep you pinned down. And so rather than like race to attack, they're kind of gearing themselves up and they just kind of slowly make their way forward. You know how dogs are, or that kind of animal kind of they their teeth get bared and they're getting closer and closer and they look like they're going to bite, but they're not doing anything because they're waiting for you to do something first. Uh, okay. So that was their turn, effectively, what I'm telling you. Okay. Um. So you have a choice. I'm going to... So where can I... Where can I not... Like, is this blocked off? Like, can I not move it's, over this way? You or? can move into... So you can move into the spaces on either side. They are trees, so they do give you a little bit of protection, I guess. But I would say it's just like a maybe a plus one to your armor class in the fact that they would have to dodge around it to get to you. So other than that, they're not much use beyond that. Um, and then behind uh, behind you, you can climb up under the rocks behind you if you want to try that. Um, that would be an athletics check. What new? <laughs> I don't really want to do that. But okay. for, well, what I'm going to do is I am going to move like in the trees, but I'm going to kind of try to put my hands up to be non-threatening. Okay. Uh, I will. So my speed is 30. So I'm going to go ahead and move that. Do you want this to be like any kind of difficult terrain or anything like that? Or is it uh, just... It's just like grass. So there's nothing particular, like it's not rock strewn or there's not like, sand or something where you'd have to trudge through it so it's just normal terrain i guess is what i'm trying to tell you with trees okay i'll go 5 10 15 20 25 30 with my hand up and if they don't make any moves mm -hmm. like i'll i'll just use my action to dash and uh just get out of there okay. <laughs> 30 more feet all right so they will turn and the closest one to you will charge. And as they move faster than you, 
they will possibly get to you first. Um, so that one will charge. This one is probably going to run after you. The other two will be a little bit more deliberate. And they will, the one will guard the entrance to the cave while the other one sort of seems more like they're in charge, if I want to put it that way, as close. They're the alpha, basically. So, bigger boy. Yeah, a little bit bigger. Not like, like they're all roughly the same size. There's nothing like screamingly different about them. But you can tell that this one seems to be sort of the leader. Okay. You're a druid. You should know these things. Yeah, I see him. Oh, no. That one's bigger. He's, he's, he's going to be a problem. He's peeing on stuff. He's peeing on stuff. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so, your turn. All right. Uh, you, you know they're not going to give up. Okay. And, In that case. And their speed is 10, 10 uh, feet quicker than yours, so. So, are we, is this how we're kind of set up right here? Yeah, so you can. You, so basically, what will happen is, is that the three wolves will follow you, but the fourth one will stay behind. All right, I'm gonna say, uh, look back at them and say, "Okay, then." And uh, as like they're running towards me, and as I'm running, I'm just gonna uh, vanish into like a puff of smoke. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna use my uh, blessing of the Raven Queen. Or blessing of blessing of the life bringer, death bringer. Okay. Blessing of the death bringer. As bonus action, as a bonus action, I can teleport up to thirty feet to an unoccupied space. I can see. Uh, but okay. I can only do it. So, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. I'm just gonna go here. Okay. And then as my action, I'm gonna cast thunder wave. So I'll roll that here. Okay. Um, I'll cast it at first level. A uh, wave of thunderous forps sweeps out from you. Each creature within 15 foot makes a con save. Okay. So, so I think that's, that's all of them. Okay. So the, so keeping in mind that the third, the fourth one basically is back here somewhere. It, okay. It will not be chasing you. Okay. Cool. So so I rather than move the map, we'll just move the move the doggy. Uh, so it's just All three right. of them. So I just need to roll a con save for each of them. Correct. Yep. Okay. There's one. There's. Oh, okay. There's two. Oh, hey. Well, one failed. <laughs> yeah, but one failed. The one in the the one in the back, the one that looks like they're more bossy, is the one who failed. So he takes two d eight thunder damage. Yeah. Like as I as I come hey, down, like my I'm up, come down here, I kind of slam the ground with my hand and. Uh, it just makes like this uh, sound wave just come out from me, and they're gonna t the one in the back will take two d eight. So okay, uh, he takes nine, and the other take half as much. Okay, well you see that one that was in front of you basically drop at that point, and the one that did uh, he's pushed back ten feet. The one that failed. Okay, so he goes back like to there, sort of thing. Yeah. Or to there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's confusing because unfortunately, the there's lines under these oh, lines. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll just mark down what these guys have left. After that, I'll just draw my sword and in my turn. So as of right now, the third wolf is out. The other two are um, 
still in this, basically. Uh, you have turned on them, so they have to turn around to deal with you. Um, the weird part of this is, is I didn't put Streamlabs on there, so I don't know why it's there, but whatever. Uh, okay, so they will turn and they will attack. Okay. So, Bring it on. Okay, so here, here we go. One down, two to go. And so they're going to do the typical wolf option, a bite. Everybody loves a bite, right? Don't do it. Don't hurt me. Here's the first one. Ooh. No, hit. <laughs> okay, so, oh, that is not rolling. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, so we'll roll this second attack, and then I'll figure out how to roll damage, because apparently that didn't want to work. Yeah, that was a, that was a, Boy. That was a dirty 20 will hit me <laughs> alright so with that we will do the damage from both bear with me one second on that front apparently I thought this was all set up but apparently not okay whoop okay and we need to do I need to fix that because that's not right but that's fine uh, so that did Okay, so that was a total of eight points of damage. Eight points. Okay. Yeah. I'm not looking good. <laughs> mm hmm. All right. Okay. It's your turn. My turn. Uh, first off, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna look at like where they bit me. I guess in my arms, and I'm just gonna like uh, grasp the wounds and say uh, uh, through death I'll find life, and I'll use healing word. As a bonus action. Okay. Uh, so I get to do 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. So, and I gain that much healing. Okay. So that's 1d4 plus uh, my wisdom modifier, which is 3. So 1d4 plus 3. Okay. Ah, 7, yay. Max, that's max. Nice, good job. Okay, uh, and then is that's my bonus as my action. That's my uh, this spells a lot. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to swing my scimitar at your boy right in front of me. Okay. Uh, will twenty two hit? Oh yeah. <laughs> Seven slashing damage. Okay, so you're doing it to the one on the left or the right? Uh, whichever one's closest to me. Okay, so if the one on both... the little... I mean, they're both roughly the same. We can do it on the one on the left. It's fine. So, yeah. so seven points of damage. He goes down. And is this guy within range to bite me still? Well, it doesn't matter. He's going to get to me next time. Uh, mm. Yeah, bro. All, I don't have anything else, so I'm just gonna. It's fine. You're down. You're down to one wolf, so not bad. Yeah. Not bad. All right. The last wolf closes in after watching its companion go down and watching the other one get thrown away, and uh, launches uh, another attack. Tries to bite you again. Now it knows that it needs to defeat you, or otherwise it's going to be in trouble. So, mm. all right. Let's go. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's being a bit of a 
Dense dog. Okay, there we go. There we go. That was weird. All right, so bite. A nine will not hit. Very nice. So very nice. So it tries to. It launches at you. It growls and rawr, and tries to bite you. But it's freaked out right now. You've heard it. It's not really sure what to do, and it misses on the bite and just sort of bites in the air around you and uh, falls back down at your feet. Uh, I'll look down at it, look back at the alpha. Mm-hmm. And uh, swing my sword at it. Okay. Try to take it out. All right. Oh, no. Well, that's not going to hit. I'm afraid that is a miss. You are correct. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Ready ready my sword again. You're you're both freaked out at this point. Ah! All right. So, again, it tries to bite you. Uh, (laughs) It misses. I'll swing back at it. (laughs) The fight of the century going on here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, another bite attempt, another miss. Yes, yeah, same. We're gonna keep this going. No, nope. not this time. You hit. Oh, six slashing, and down it goes. The wolf falls at your feet, and everybody and just, is out. Yeah, I just turn back and just look at the alpha and just wait. And like, I'll start like. Well, the alpha, the alpha's dead. You killed the alpha. The the one guarding the cave is nowhere near here. It's, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, it's it's not the alpha. It was basically uh, the female wolf who was. She was guarding. Okay, I see. The alpha came with me. The female was back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Sounds good. So basically, it's still standing in front of the cave entrance, and uh, you just killed basically her 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 pack. Well, <laughs> in effect. They tried to kill me. I mean, I, fair I, enough. Uh, yeah, you're right. You you did what you needed to do, so that worked. I look back and like I kind of realize what's happened and kind of just look up to the sky, take a deep breath, and uh, I'll I'll take some time to like maybe start skinning the pelts off of them and you he's know, like try do 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 do. I mean, there's yeah. not another wolf around or anything, you know. No problem. Sure, go ahead. Oh, okay, well, I'll take the alpha then. Okay. I'll, uh, just because I know that other one's there, so I'll leave the other two wolves, but I'll take the alpha with me and. Okay. Skin them down when I get a chance. All right. So you travel for a bit. Uh, you are crossing through a valley uh, and into more mountainous region. Um. Do you walk like all day or what do you do other than, I guess, skinning the wolf a little ways away? Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, yeah, pretty much I'll, I'll walk the whole way. Like I'll keep walking until, the. uh, actually I'll even walk a little bit into the night, maybe to like midnight and then I'll start making a camp and I'll sleep till about, you know. Early morning, get okay. up and walk. All right, cool. Travel, cool, cool. All right, so as you're traveling, we will switch I w- to. This. I would, uh, as like maybe, do I make it to the night, nighttime at all? 
Uh, you do make it to the nighttime. You don't hear any other threatening thing coming towards you. Um, it seems very much like you are, you're pretty safe, I guess I would say at this point. Okay. So, uh, uh, for those of you watching on stream and on YouTube, I will show you where our young boy is marching, although it is not uh, showing everything, which is kind of annoying. This is going to take some getting used to, apparently. <sighs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll just expand that out and then we'll just reduce the size. There we go. Okay, so as of right now, uh, uh, Shin is crossing the mountains that you see and into an area just to the west of the mountains called Veilgard, which is a major capital city. Um, he spends the better part... He's been marching for probably the better part of a month because he's on foot, he hasn't got a horse. This is travel across a continent. Uh, most of the area has been plain and long grass and some forests, but this is like the hardest part of the journey. And uh, as you march through into the evening, um, like I said, you don't come across anything else that can hinder you. Uh, you can take some time to decide where you're going to sleep. Uh, you find a clearing. Uh, just kind of by a, a small stream which is coming out of the mountains, which uh, as you look down the mountain, you can actually see in the distance uh, what looks to be firelight glowing, what obviously has to be a town because you wouldn't see it otherwise. Um, obviously a camp or something like that wouldn't be bright enough. But you can see something down the mountain, not within reasonable distance but not necessarily like a, a couple hours march it's more like maybe a day's march but it's up to you what you want to do now you're muted I can't hear you what uh what time of day did you uh, say it was evening evening what time like so like late night uh, no, I'd say more like, uh, I would assume like eight o'clock, like where it's dark, but it's not like, it's not kind of when all the, the, the night predators start moving around. All right. And it's, uh, and you said the light's about a day away. So mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and make camp for tonight. Okay. And, uh, as I'm, as I'm skinning this wolf. Or no, that was long ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't okay. be carrying around a big old wolf if I was you. Yeah. Um, uh, do I have the pelt still? Or mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I figured you probably walked for like a half an hour to get away from like smelling distance, in effect. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then spent some time doing your skinning. Probably made sure you were loud enough to keep anything else away, and then probably did what you could to dispose of what was left. Uh, as I'm like camping tonight, as I got my fire going or whatever, I'm going to just think and try to like think about everything I know about, um, that vision. Like mm -hmm. as, as this month has went past, like what have I put together? Basically, can I tell if, if I know, uh, 
is there anything about the the woman that I seen uh-huh. in the can I connect her to anything? I know I'm going here for knowledge, right? But do I have anything to go on besides a woman with red hair named Amber? So what you know, because there is there's ancient tales about this, and because you're you've spent time sort of studying history and lore, um, I'm going to give you the option of doing one of two things. If you want more in depth, uh, roll me a history check or a religion check. Okay. Um, Otherwise, I'll give you very vague answers. I will. I'll just go ahead and roll a religion check. I'm not great in it, but I'm I'm decent. Okay. So I'll roll it, and we'll see if I can get anything good. Okay. Nineteen. That would be pretty good, I'd say. Um, so you know that from from some books you've read in the past, and and from talking to one of your old masters or instructors that uh, there was a uh, there's a story that goes back so long that people don't really know when it started about a person who's basically called the memorialist. Uh, it's not a name that that person like that's the name the person has given themselves and that she looks almost identical to this girl that you saw. And the rumor is, is that she is, uh, very much um, uh, an eternal person. Like she's been around so long, nobody knows when she began and nobody really understands fully the story behind how she began. But she is one of the few people that can go anywhere in the world and walk into any building she wants and get what she wants from it. And what you also know is that she is effectively considered the keeper of knowledge, which is one of the ancient names that she had. Okay. Keeper of knowledge. All right. And I'm going to I'm going to try to find out about these uh bad boy wizards when I get there too. So I'm glad I'm going to a place with a lot of knowledge. Mhm. Okay. But yeah, that's basically what I'm going to do uh for that night is it's kind of reflect on my thoughts and um like as the as like is the moon out at all tonight yeah oh yeah you can see the moons actually moons yeah there's there's three moons that are close just, close enough to be seen with the naked eye and there's probably about four or five others that you could see if you uh oh. if you had um say a telescope or some way to see better plus four or five i put it down Three moons plus four or five further. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of fall asleep. Uh, I have a, like a little fire going, and I'm near the fire and near the edge of the river. Okay. And I'm kind of looking up at the moons. All right. As I fall asleep. Can you roll me a perception check? Yes, 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 yes. I can. That's a good one for me. Ten. <laughs> not so good one for you. Uh, uh, early in the morning, so like kind of at, at at the edge of dawn, right when things are kind of starting to glow with daylight, but not quite fully there. It's still freezing cold. You know, in our our time, it would be like six o'clock in the morning, kind of thing, between mm-hmm. five thirty six. Uh, you feel a boot softly prod your shoulder. Oh, oh. 
I'll uh, open like when I kind of look up. Okay. See who it is. Uh, I recognize this person or if there's any kind of garb that gives away who they are. Okay, so you see there is a person there uh, who has what looks to be a, a, a military bearing. They're about six foot two. They're human. Um, they have gray hair at the temples. Uh, they have an eye patch. And they have a big fancy sword attached to their hip, which you can tell has had lots of use. And uh, he looks down at you and says, Son, sleeping on the ground out in the open like this might not be our best idea. Uh, yeah, I kind of just fell asleep last night. I mean, fair enough. If I'm correct, you're the one who fought the wolves. Nod, kind of gesture to the pelt. Yeah. They be following you a little bit away. And uh, not following you specifically, more like I was coming the same direction. The missus yes. sent me out to get some fowl, and he lifts up uh, a few birds that you can see, and he goes, But uh, I got a wee lost for a bit down in the valley. Not far from where you were, so I had to trace back. And uh, your your little battle was very helpful. Hmm. No problem. Uh, what'd you say your name was? Uh, my name is is uh, Tam. Tam O'Malley. I'm from uh, Springard, but uh, I'm visiting relatives in Veilgard. My wife is there and demanded I go find them the best foul game, whatever I can find. Mm. I'm not like the best hunter, but I know how to find them. Uh, well. If you want, I can bring you into the city if that's where you're headed. I was going to suggest that. I was going to say, why don't me and you travel to the city together? Probably a good idea. You never know when bandits will appear. So I'm, I'm good with that. And uh, he straightens up after kind of leaning over to talk to you and says, uh, if you want to pack up your camp, I'll, I'll set something grilling and we can have a little bit of breakfast before we leave. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds good, Tam. And I'll, uh, as I like get up, I'll pat him on the shoulder and I'll cast guidance on him. Okay. He, um, so what does that do? It, it'll give him a D4. He can add, to uh, an ability check of his choice within a minute. Well, I guess if he's going to start, I hope he starts cooking right now. <laughs> That's uh, what he's doing right now. He turns yeah. around and he starts getting the fire ready as you speak, and he looks like he's got a couple of fish that he's going to grill up. Basically, it'll give him a D4 to it so he can maybe help him do okay. it better. All right, cool. I'll start getting my camp cool, broke cool. down and stuff. All right, so while you do that and he organizes himself, um... Uh, he spends some time getting the fish set up and gutted and filleted and uh, cooks it uh, for a while. And by the time you're done, he looks up at you and says, Ah, it's, it's almost ready. If you'd like some, have a seat. Uh, sure. I'll sit down with him and so take a bite. As you sit down and he looks you over a bit, he says, You might want to pull up your hood there, buddy. 
<laughs> you don't have to really do it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he says, it, it's a good thing you're going our way rather than some place to the east. You'd probably be hunted and killed. But uh, we're protective of uh, your kind. Old traditions. You are Veilguard. Like, are you, is it all Veilguard against my kind? No, 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 not Veilguard. Oh. The rest of the world, the rest maybe. Of the wo but not okay. Veilguard. Veilguard has special links to the Prashina folk and you people. Well, I'm going to get this, and I'll gesture to the pelt fashioned into something. I have this hood for now, and I, I do put a hood up. Uh, just in case, you know, there's any other travelers. Good idea. You can never tell. And honestly, people are paranoid in this era. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe they should be, Tam. And I kind of laugh that off. But I'll say, uh, hey, uh, so while you've been in Veilguard, do you, have you... Have you heard of a, the memorialist? I'm sure you have. Ah, yes. Of course we have. That's that's like what my mom used to tell me when I was a wee baby. And, uh, I mean, she comes to Veilguard apparently quite a bit. You know if she's here now? She's not, as far as I'm aware. What I've been told, although you're probably better off after a cleric than a wee, a wee tracker like me. But uh, as far as I know, she's back west, over in Taunus. Huh. But again, I wouldn't ask me alone. I'd double check with the people in town, because they'll have a much better idea where she might be than I do. Yeah, it'll be good to be in a town for a night or two, maybe, anyway. It's always good to rest your head in a bed. That's what I usually say. Well, I kind of prefer it under the, under the moonlight, but I do need to restock, Indeed. and I should probably clean my gear if I'm going to be meeting with people. He smiles at that. Yeah, I know a wee bit about that too. And he brushes his face where the dirt and the blood all mixed together, and uh, he says, "Get a wee bath in you, and that'll that'll clean off all the grime and all the." The road that the bringer of rain has gotten on you. Yeah. Well, what? So, uh, is this food good? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 like camp food, basically, right? It's like a, a kipper type meal. It's not salted or anything, but just like regular fish. But but it's pretty good. And he has like a roll that he brings out, which is sort of there, but it's edible. Tim, this is pretty good. Well, you get enough time wandering the woods, you get to learn how to do things so that they don't taste terrible. Because you eat a lot of your own cooking, if you know what I mean. Maybe you could show me some things. Indeed, sir. What is your name, anyway, sir? I'm, I'm afraid I'll, I, I embarrassingly didn't ask. Yeah, uh, I kind of bow to him and I'll say, uh, my name is uh, Shin, Shin Jin Kuei. And, uh... You you do know your people don't usually come this way. In fact, I can't yeah. honestly say I've ever seen one of your kind. 
Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you you like. I'm the kind of guy that you like. He smiles at you and says, "You are. You seem a well-traveled soul, and I, I feel that. I travel these hills and mountains quite a lot." If there's a nook and a cranny in it that I don't know or haven't been to, I don't know anyone else that has. So you kind of get to know a few things about a few people in that process, especially when you talk to yourself quite a lot. Or as I like to say it, talking to the bringer of rain. But uh, she and I don't have like personal one-on-ones, but you know. And uh, he kind of chuckles to himself at that and then looks at you and says, but I'm a big believer in if you present yourself in the right way, if you look like you're not out to cause trouble, which I don't think you are, then I have no problem with you. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Well, I'm not here to cause any trouble. Hopefully, um, I can help prevent trouble. He smiles a little bit and says, well, at the end of the day, we're all equal under the eyes of the gods anyhow. They care little of us. And uh, he kind of mutters to himself a little bit, and you can kind of hear him kind of say, if they did, they wouldn't have took Sweet Will away. And uh, then he uh, nods and says, well, are you ready? Should we get go? Uh, yeah, I like to take like the last bite of my fish and kind of uh, throw my stick into the fire, and then once it burns up a little bit, I'll be, yeah. Stomp out the fire. Okay. He has like a pail that like a kind of a folding leather, I guess more like a, 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 a canteen. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, which he uses to put the fire out, kind of stomps on it a bit himself and then stirs up the embers a little bit, looks down, says, I think that's good enough. Good enough for today anyway. Yeah. And he says, come with me. We'll get you to Vailguard. Tickety split. And put pat him on the back. I like you, Tim. He nods and says, I like you too, Shin. I think you're a good fella. <laughs> and uh, he walks with you down to Valgard. He chats your head off about a lot of mundane things. Uh, talks a lot about cooking and kind of gives you a little bit of guidance on how to see when things are are close to being ready uh how to tell how a fire should be set for certain types of things and depending on how interested you are he'll go into a big discussion about berries and and how to season things with you know the the plants that are in the local area and yeah i'll, I'll take it all in okay this is, so, i'll be interested in so he basically it. talks your ear off for the next five six hours uh, as you climb out of the mountain and Within about, oh, probably by midday, you can see the city's walls coming into view more fully. And you can see that this this area, you've never really ever been here. You've probably been north of it on occasion, but your experience in life has never taken you to this city at all. And it is a massive structural castle, effectively, which has 
kind of a town built across it and up it. And so it's very well guarded, uh, historically well known for being a place where uh, it's kind of a, a beacon in the West. Um, towns and, and villages rely on it to sort of protect them. And the Veil Guard soldiers are well known for being um, very uh, well-trained and well-disciplined and very swift in protecting their people. So even amongst your people, they're fairly well known um, for reasons of the fact that once not recent ago, you guys actually fought a war against each other. Um, and you know more about that than probably most of the humans do. And as you get to town, there are town guards. Uh, they question um tam a little bit but don't really give a lot of like suspicion casting at you um there is a bit of a few of the people around may give you a little bit of a look to try and like the kids will try and see in your hood and that kind of thing uh, yeah, parents uh... kind of shush them and and tell them not to stare um and everybody just more or less leaves you alone but you are now in the city um tam offers to put you up for the evening with his family um, but also says that uh, if you feel more comfortable there are places to stay in town and of course uh, you can always get yourself a bath and he definitely offers to feed you dinner and uh, points you towards the uh, local um, temples and uh, kind of the towers of magic in the city and all of that kind of stuff yeah, I'll I'll definitely take him up on staying. I don't have much money, so fair enough. <laughs> definitely take him up on if he'll give me a room for the night and thank him. Ask him if there's anything I can do. And he nods and says, uh, "Just just make sure you stay out of trouble. And if you do get in any, just let me know, and I'll see what I can do." You have my word. He nods and says, "I take it as read you do." Uh, try not to stare too much at our king if you see him. Uh, he kind of looks questioningly at him, like, "What?" Do you, and he says, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Tam, Tam kind of chuckles to himself a little bit and at you, and he says, "Ah, uh, he's got. Uh, we used, we call it the points on his ears. That's all. Some of an mm. old, some of an old tradition." And okay. he nods at you and uh, kind of waves you off. Yeah, now go off and explore the city. Okay. And if there's a temple specifically from the memorialist, I'm sure it's huge, but. Uh, there's not a temple to the memorialist, There's, but there is like the massive uh, library to the gods, basically, is what it's called. So kind of along the lines of, you can imagine, sort of like the, the library of, of Alexandria, that kind of thing, where it's like this massive building with scrolls from ancient times to present times, all kind of rolled up into it, and there are priests and such that kind of look after it. That's the one I'll go to then. Okay, so as you walk towards this building, it is a kind of a, a shimmering building where it looks like the magic has been used to 
kind of set off the metal that's been inlaid so the golds and the silvers kind of sparkle just a little bit more and it uh it can hurt your eyes if you stare at it a bit too long but otherwise it's it's just very very bright and for someone like yourself where you come from this is this is about as bright as you've ever seen outside of like say a magical beam of light or something along that line um, as you come towards the the entrance you see there's like a small pond like a reflective pond in the front and there's a little fountain mechanism which looks like it's it's being magically run and then there is a grand entrance with a massive well normally it'd be a closed door probably at night but at, during the day it's it's wide open and it probably stands about 12 feet in the air and uh and then it's put aside and and in front of it sort of standing off to the side a little bit respectfully is a gentleman wearing a dark cloak and uh he watches as you come towards him yeah i'll like be running my fingers through the fountain as i'm walking past and like as I get to this shimmering building, if I can get close enough to touch it and like run my hand along the wall as I'm walking, I'll do that. Okay. And when I get up to the entrance, I'll kind of look at the guy for a second. But if he doesn't say anything, I'll I'll try to keep walking in. He nods at you briefly and says, "Welcome. May I assist you?" Uh, yeah. And I kind of like look into the building and I say, "Uh." I wanna is I'm looking for the memorialist. Oh. Um, but I, I was told she isn't here. No, I'm afraid not. The daughter of Amber is uh is many leagues away out in Tonus. Uh if you are needing passage, I can certainly uh see if there's a a, a riverboat heading that direction. Uh that would be amazing. Um uh, Certainly, I can inquire if you would like to have a seat. Uh, if there's anything else you'd like to know about or any information you would appreciate learning, uh, please just speak to one of the uh, the librarians. I'll, thank you. I'll do that. What, and what was your name again? Uh, my name is uh, Jean. Jean. Yeah. I'm Shin. Uh, like, put a hand out. He puts his hands together and kind of bows to you and then takes your hand and... and shakes it kind of does one of these and then just kind of reaches his hand out i know you can't see the, the everybody else can see not you but basically yeah puts his hands together in kind of a prayer motion and then kind of bows towards you a little bit and then puts his hand out to shake your hand as if to say oh okay i shake it or shake we shake it all right we shake. and then he says uh I'll, I'll be back in a few minutes and he walks away and I'll kind of go around and look. Is there a lot of books in here? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's not books. There's scrolls. And there's uh, like thousands upon thousands of them. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to be in like awe. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like imagine like a massive library that's like like has stacks of uh, books in, in, in rows that ascend into the heavens it almost looks like and that's kind of what this is there's guys moving around on ladders to reach different scrolls and they 
they come in and some of them have like really old ones that they're very, very careful with. And they kind of lay them out and they, they hand people like little sticks and just tell them to use that to, to open them. And then there's other ones where they're like just kind of scrolling through. And you see some of them, they have the, these desks that are like super, super long. And they just, mm -hmm. the whole scroll covers the entire desk and the guy's just sitting there reading his way through it. I'll, yeah, I'll look for, is, is that a librarian? Uh, he's not, but there is uh, librarians you can see wearing similar cloaks to the other gentleman that you met. Okay. And there's one uh, relatively close. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab, like, kind of signal one. Excuse me. And uh, so a lady walks over and you see her. She's kind of blonde haired. She has, like, uh, dark, almost amber eyes. And uh, she stares down at you and says, May I be of service to you, sir? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm looking for something. It's a name that I came across in my journeys. And I was wondering if there may be some, you might have a scroll on it. Uh, I mean, if there is a scroll to be had, we have it. What do you need? Uh, the, the name is Care Bryn. Uh, like as in the fortress. I'll look back and back and forth. Uh, I I don't know. I've never heard it other than just in my travels. Right. Okay. Well, I can I can correlate with our chief uh, musician and see if there's any mention. Uh, give me a few minutes to have a look. Um, if there's something we can find, we'll definitely get back to you. I don't know how long it could take, though. Have you got some time? Um, I don't know how long. Maybe, maybe. Uh, she smiles and says, "Okay." And uh, right. I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. All right. Well, I'll do what I can. Um, if I can get back to you quickly, I will. Uh, if not, just just message one of my colleagues, and I'm sure we can at least try and get you some information. Um, just just let us know. Yeah. Whatever you can do is fine. If not, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out later. Thank you. Very good. And she wanders off and you see her uh, move in between the stacks. And there's a, a gentleman there with sort of a, a much more elaborate robe. And you can see there's like golden drawings basically on the edges of it. And he looks up as she is talking to him. You can see him sort of huff a little bit. And... Uh, he then starts to do something with his hands and you can see he's it's almost looked like he's he's picking up a magical scroll and although there's nothing there and you can see him kind of take his finger and kind of swipe like as if he's trying to swipe right through tinder um, <laughs> and he just keeps doing that and doing that and he's muttering as he's going and you can kind of you know because you're you use magic that he's obviously using magic to find this item um but beyond that, you don't know what he's using to do it. Okay. Um, so I don't know how long you want to just sit there, but within about 10 minutes, the gentleman you talked to first uh, yeah. comes wandering up and he says, uh, uh, I've found that there is a passage that can be booked for you. If you have um, 
I, I don't know how much money you might have on you. I don't want to prejudge, but uh, you'll need a couple of silver at least. Oh, yes. I, yes, I can do that. Okay. I've, 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 I've five gold. Do you have change for a gold? Uh, the, he nods and says, why, yes, of course. Um, you're, you're not offended if I give it to you in, in our currency, are you? No. Does it, will it work? I mean, it's the same metal, just different logos. It's fine with me. Okay, I wouldn't give it to anybody down in the seacoast, but other than that, it's pretty good everywhere else. Yeah, spend it. Spend it only in places it's good. Indeed. And uh, he wanders away with your gold piece, comes back maybe 20 minutes later with your change, and uh, he hands you a, what would be the equivalent to a ticket and says, if you go see the bright pony uh, down at the river... They have a uh, a ship that's about to leave, probably in about an hour. Uh, that can take you to Tunis immediately if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, thank you, thank you so much, and I'll shake his hand again. He nods and says, "Excellent. I hope that helps you out. I hope you find what you're looking for, knowledge-wise, though." And. Uh, and he nods again, and as he does, the girl walks up to you, uh, and she says, "Sir, uh, our our musician, musician, magician, uh, looked through the documents for you. Unfortunately, they're outside of." So, and then she pulls out a small scroll, like the scroll looks like the size of like a regular piece of paper, but it's like rolled up, and on it there's some notes. And she says, the only reference we really have of Cabrin is the old ancient castle down in the south. Um, other than that, we don't really have any other information. Maybe I'll try down there then, if, I, if my travels take me there. She nods and says, I mean, it was it was quite the fortress a very long time ago. But uh, it's, it's now more of an, an ancient ruin. Still might be fun. She nods and says, I really wouldn't know. I don't usually leave the city, but yeah, I guess it could be. Well, uh, if I'm back this way, I'm, I'm, I'll stop back here. You guys are very friendly and helpful. She nods and says, well, our king has always advised that that is the best policy to have. But uh, on that note, um, you, I assume, will start making your way down to the river. I will say goodbye to Tam and his family and thank them okay. for letting me stay and eat and everything. Cool. He gives you a small sort of uh, a pack of food and uh, gives you a couple of copper and says make sure that you, uh, you uh, beware of those who might uh, take advantage of you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Um, I guess the bath, the bath will have to wait till next time, but there will be a next time. I'll see you again. He nods and says, Peace be with you, friend. And, uh, I'll kind of do like the nod to him and uh, take care of yourself. 
as always. And uh, he nods and him and his family go back to doing what they're doing. He waves goodbye to you. And uh, I guess you make your way to the ship. Yep. So, so what you reach is kind of a riverboat. It's not very exciting. It's just basically like a, a large rowboat, effectively. Um, there's room enough to store your belongings and not much else. It's like a, it's like a four person kind of large canoe in effect. And, uh, they welcome you aboard and you start traveling to the West. This has been a Distractions Media production. To find everything we do, please check out distractionsmedia.com.